good afternoon, 3.45 on a Thursday. I want to talk about all the missions I want to accomplish in my lifetime. The first one being helping, helping women go through their cancer, whether it's breast cancer, uh, any type of cancer, cancer in general, not just women, men, children, anybody who's going through it in these underdeveloped countries, and the countries that I'm actually um, focusing, well, the one country I'm focusing on, actually the continent, is Africa. Why? Well, I'm seeing a lot of videos for, from different things that are going on in that country, in that continent. And I really believe that with me trying to help others is important to me. When you're asking why, well, let's put it this way. I don't like to see people suffer. I don't want to see poverty. I, want to, I don't want to see people starving and trying to make ends meet. I want to be able to do good kind of like, be like a goodwill ambassador in a sense um, and you're probably wondering why do you want to go there because I, like I said that continent and all the people in there touched my heart and to see children suffering to see uh, famine poverty illness some people don't have a place to live it just breaks my heart how can you walk away from that how can you turn your back I can't the reason why I can't see, I come from a family that we give. We give back. We help as much as we can. We do what we have to to help others. And it makes you feel very good about yourself, but it shows the type of person you are, the character that you are. In this day and age, nobody deserves to be without a home. Nobody deserves to be without food, a quality education, um, a chance at a second life. A life. When you think about the people who are suffering from illnesses, well, down there, medical care, just going into the hospital is expensive. And the reason why they won't get themselves treated is because of the cost. You come over here, you're lucky enough to have some type of health insurance, you can get treated. But even then, when I was going, perfect example, when I was going through my breast cancer, I wasn't even thinking about how much it's going to cost. That was the furthest thing from my mind. I was trying to will myself to get better and had my mother there as a big supporter because she pushed me and, and, and made me, forced me to get better. But she said, you're still young. You know, you could do a lot of good in the future. I didn't really realize that until that phrase was set. You could do a lot of good in the future because I wasn't ready back at the time. But now I feel like I am ready, and I am ready to give up. And I said, I always said, and I said to, I was talking about it earlier with my, my husband. I said, look, we have a measure of success in our lifetime when we ever become good together in the spotlight and we do good things. Whatever type of compensation, yes, we will have it for our future and for our children's future. But it also, I also want to give back. I don't think it's fair that people have to suffer in this day and age. The videos, the stories, everything that you see and read about and hear is just heartbreaking. And to see that, to see that one video that was shared on Instagram, that was just deplorable, the conditions that children 
young children, families, young adults that go off to college, you think they're getting a quality education, but look at the conditions that they're living. You call that living? I don't. I think that's deplorable. That's shameful to forget about. It's like the forgotten people. That's basically what they are. Nobody knows about it until that video was made. And just to watch and hear the person behind the video. You don't see his face, you hear him. It just breaks my heart. Think of all the poverty in the world, in these underdeveloped countries. You see a family of like more than a certain number of family members packed into one place. That's no place to live either. I'd like to be able to help as much as I can and to give, to give. I don't want anything in return. If you want to give me something in return, again, I will take a little trophy, a medal, you know, some type of a medal to wear around my neck, or give me a feast. I would love some food, <laughs> but I will not take compensation because I think that the compensation is needed for the education of children, feeding, feeding the, the starving children and everybody, you know, anybody and anybody who's going through that crisis. Medical, medical attention, which is medical equipment and supplies to treat everybody that have illnesses. Shelter. Some people can't afford to live in the nicest of places. Some people live in horrible places. Some people live in like little tiny shacks. That's no way to live with no running water, no heat. No. We have to do something. Now, I told you what my title is, International Angel Life, but I also want to consider myself the International Goodwill Ambassador. Why? When I was younger, when I was younger, I was fascinated with people who worked in the Peace Corps because you're helping others. It's volunteering, but you're, you're doing something good for other people. It makes you feel good. That is the true sign of a human being. A lot of people think, well, I do a lot, I do a lot more. No, you don't. What do you do that constitutes yourself as a true human being? You may donate. Yeah, sure, everybody donates. You may do a GoFundMe page. Yeah, everybody does that. You may put up a benefit or a concert. It's not enough. It is not enough. And to think of the people that are suffering with the illness, I'm talking about like young women or any age for that matter, women who are going through breast cancer. I can relate to that, but I had good I was taken care of by a doctor. I went to the hospital for my treatments and my therapies. These women are suffering on their own and it's not fair. Because down there, it's, it's some reason it's expensive. But I wanna make it an incentive where you can't afford to go there. We will find the necessary financial resources for all of you to go get yourselves treated to save your life. Right now they're suffering in silence and they're ashamed. There is no shame. We do not put a price tag on someone's life. I've said that many times before. There is no price tag. Life is priceless. Your life is priceless. But you're a valuable part of society, a member of this world. What would happen if we lost you? What would happen if we lose anybody from any type of illness and disease and famine. It's, it, it breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart. I do not want to hear of someone dying, having to bury. I want to see celebration, life, hope, inspiration. Give back. And I was always taught by a good set of parents that giving back is important. Giving back is important. 
Not enough people give. And if you tell me you do, or you say to me, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, let me tell you how I grew up. And then let's compare your, your, how you grew up. Let's compare childhoods because I can tell you they're different. I went to school with people that were, quote, so rich, they looked down on you as if they were better than you. They were financially secure. They had their parents' money. They were bought anything and everything. They were basically given things instead of having to work to go out and get a job and make those rewards happen for yourself. For me, how I grew up, we didn't have much of anything. And what we had, we kind of kept it. And my father, again, had two jobs, two jobs. Two, not one, two jobs to support his family and to keep up the roof over our heads and the food in our stomach and the clothes on our back. That's why I never asked my father for anything. I never wanted to put that type of pressure where I felt he was obligated to do that for me. Like, oh, here, you know, I have to get this for my daughter because if I don't, I'll make her cry and she'll get upset. No, I, first of all, I didn't want my father to ever think that. Okay, the times that I spent with him were more precious than anything he'd ever get for me. And I wish that a lot of children today can see that, that there is more to life than, oh, mommy and daddy are gonna go out and buy me these things and make me happy. And it's kind of like a bribe, because if you don't do anything, if you, you have to do something in return to get that reward. You can't just expect to be given all the time and not receiving. In other words, if you want to get something out of life, go get it yourself. When you get to be a certain age, go out, get a job, work for that, work. Now a lot of people say, but, uh, but my parents are rich. You don't understand the value of a dollar. So what if your parents are rich? You need to know what hard work is because what if mom and dad are not always around? How are you gonna get yourself out of a situation? See, my nieces and nephew, when they were younger, they were spoiled. And I remember a conversation I had with my older sister. She said she felt bad like she failed her kids. And I'm like, why? Oh, well, you know, I gave them everything. Where did I go wrong in terms of their manner? I'm like, kids will be kids. Isn't that what she said? Oh, you don't understand? Maybe I don't understand. But there's a thing called tough love. Tough love. You did spoil your kids. Yes, you gave them everything. You never said no to them. And then when they got to be teenagers, they expected that from both of you. Now, whose fault is that? You can't blame the kids. If anything, that's your fault. But you did a great job as a mother. So you can't blame yourselves for that. Now when they get to be older and they're on their own, they're learning on their own to take care of themselves. They're adults now. They're not children anymore. So now you can live freely with your husband. And from time to time, you can help your kids. I'm not saying don't ever help them ever again because now that they're grown up, they don't need your help. They'll come to you for something and you'll gladly help because that's what parents do for their children. But you gotta also remember, children, when they start school, I'd say from elementary school and on, and you give them an allowance, they have to work for that allowance. In other words, they have to do chores. They have to. Start off with something monetary, you know, something small, and work your way up. Tell them to save that money, put it in a piggy bank or a nest egg, whatever, save it. And in time, when you get older, you'll accumulate so much money, you'll be smart enough to say, I'm gonna take this money that my mother and father gave me over the years for birthdays and holidays and for doing chores around the house and all the little jobs that they wanted me to do, put it away in a bank. And you have your own little account. 
And then when you want to go out and buy something and you're old enough to do to have a job, you go out there and get a job. And that's what I'm talking about, struggling. Because if you teach children the wrong way when it comes to money, when it comes to money, and especially if, and I've seen this where children are, are born into, what do you call it, into uh, rich families where they never had to work for their lives, where you're setting a bad example for your children. A very bad example. So I'm telling you, when I have my kids, well, yes, we will give them things to a point, but when they get to be a certain age, they can do things for us to prove to us, hey, look, I did my chores, now I want to be rewarded. And whatever the, the amount is, that's what you're going to get. But you cannot spend it on something so stupid. Children do that, by the way. Their parents give children an allowance and they go out and they spend it on stupid things. No. Take that money, put it away, suck it away. When you get old, you'll have a lot of money saved up. And when you have a lot of money saved up, you can get something that you want. Not something that's going to be so stupid, all my friends have it, now I have to get it. No, that's not how it works. So, I want to be the quote, in, in, in addition to the International Angel of Light, the International Goodwill Ambassador for that continent. I think it's important, you know. Now, I don't know what the requirements are to be an ambassador, but I also want to be able to go from certain areas in that country to talk to people, to kind of just give them a sense of there will be hope, there'll be inspiration, there'll be things that, you know, they'll be looking forward to. There'll be no no depression, no grief, no sadness, no burial, no nothing. We're going to have sunshine. We're going to have celebration. It's going to be very, very, very important. It's going to be a part of our lives. It's going to be very important. And I think it's very, very important to know that a person like myself wants to give back. I just can't turn away. It's the same thing when you see children. Children that don't have much of anything. They're dressed in rags because that's the only thing they have. Give them some clothes, some food, a good education, and something that they own. See, parents are trying so hard to put their children, you know, food on the table and give them a quality education and that, but sometimes it's not enough. And when you see a family struggling, you think, well, I have to help out somehow. I have to. I can't turn my back away. I can't. It's like here in America. There are homeless people, okay? People that are, and, and when you see a family, not just one person that's homeless, a family that cuts me to the core. They sit there and they're begging for food and a shelter and warm clothes. And you're like, well, I can't walk away. I have to do something because everybody else is just walking over them as if they're nothing. They're people, God's children as well. No matter what the situation is, no matter what the situation is. Because again, it's very important in this day and age, we have to really come to an understanding here. I feel in my heart of hearts that this will be a good thing. And I've talked it over with my loved one. I said to him, I said, I think we can do this together as a, as a couple, as a team, as a husband, as husband and wife. I think we could do this together. But I also want to be able to get have the, the World Trade Organization involved. And I told this with my good friend from LinkedIn last night. We actually video chatted this. I think if I put myself out there on a video, because I think it's time. I've been just so busy and it's been hard. But now I think I can make some time in doing that. I think it's very important because in this day and age, you need to have that um, and that sense of belonging. 
that sense of I have to do something because it'll make me feel good. It'll make me feel good. That's what a true human being is. When you have a mission in life you need to complete, you do it. Now, if you can't do it right away, you set a time of when you're going to do it. I say, well, maybe at the beginning of next year. Beginning of next year. So anyway, I, that's what I wanted to talk about. Just watching these videos that people share, it just broke my heart seeing that. And that's nobody knows about it until that video is exposed. To think of those people living in those conditions... I mean, he was going from every dormitory, every room, and there was this bathroom that was everybody was sharing that was filled with feces. How does anybody live like that? Can you imagine leaving your child in that type of that type of a room? I can't. Gotta do something. That's deplorable and really disturbing to watch. Heartbreaking is the word I use. I, I had tears when I was watching that. I was like, oh my God, this is how it's like over there. They can't get decent quality education. And they should come here and pay for their education, go to the best universities here with the best campuses, either if you want to live off campus or on campus. Because you know that the conditions here are not as bad as they are over there. What I want to understand is why. Why is it so bad there? Why? That's what I want to know. And I might want to do a history lesson on that or maybe take a document. We just ask people who, are, you know, who know about it just to kind of get a, a, a clear picture of what's really going on. But I will tell you one thing. The more that you do in life, you become a well-rounded citizen when you help others in need. And people look at your character and think, this is the person I want leading me. I want her to be a leader because she knows, she's experienced it. I told you, my childhood, we had very little, but what we had, we held it together as a family. And my father, again, he would just go out and get us stuff. We didn't have to ask, but I, was the type of little girl that was so polite. I didn't want to ask, Dad, can I have this? No. If he got it for me, great. If he didn't, he didn't. I'm not, I wasn't going to be one of those kids that throw temper tantrums when they don't get what they want. Believe me, that's unacceptable too. I've seen that with other kids my age back in the day. I'm like, boy, when your parents say no, maybe there's a reason. Maybe they can't afford it. Maybe they're using the money for something else. Kids don't understand that. I think kids here in America think, oh, you know, my father and mother can't afford it because we're rich. No. Just because your parents are rich doesn't mean that they're, uh, what, an instant ATM machine where you can get money anytime you want. That's not how it works. Go out and get a job. Start at a young age. Open up a newspaper stand. Be a paper boy or paper girl. Do something to earn some money for yourself instead of relying on your parents because your parents are not always going to be around to help you out. And then when you get to be a teenager, you go out and you get a job. So what? Go to school, get a job. Learn to work it. Then when you get to be a young adult, then you'll understand the true value of what money is all about. Not, it's not, oh, take, 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 and not giving anything in return. No. And like I said, my ideals came from my father when it came to money. But when after he passed away, everything that he taught me kind of just literally went out the window because he said credit cards are poison he only paid either in cash or check now there are a lot of places that do take cash i don't know about checks though but i think credit cards and debit cards to me are just poison debit cards too because they're linked to your checking account you got to be careful that you, that you don't run low on your balances because then you get charged fee by the bank which i also think is ridiculous but anyway 
So I want to do good for people. Um, that's one of my missions. And I also want to be able to talk about my life story, which I've been doing on these podcasts, but now I've been doing it now separately on another. Since now I have a new phone, all of my episodes are on another platform. You can still find them. I'm just starting over again, and I'm talking randomly different things. I want the, I want the world to know the good that I want to do for people. Because I think it's really, really important. So anyway, I'm going to let you guys go. And I'm going to say God bless all of you. Love, love each other. Give back. Key word is give back. That's what makes you a true human being is if you give back. That's, well, in my opinion, that's what it is. And that's what I am. A person who likes to give back. I, I, I can give more than I can receive. And I can receive, but not, not monetary. If I do give monetary, it will be saved for our future with my husband and our family and our life together. But some of that money can also go to the people who need it. And to me, that's very, very important. I can't imagine not. I can't walk away and see people sad. I can't. It breaks my heart. It wouldn't sit well with me. So anyway, I'm going to say, oh, and before I go, let's say the Lord's Prayer. I like to include the Lord's Prayer through every podcast because I think it's important. When you're going through that type of a crisis, especially, you need God to hear you out, to listen to you. But you also need to say the Lord's Prayer. And if you have the love, again, of someone in your life or the love of a family, because families pull together when they have each other, and that's a good thing too. That's how you get through the toughest crisis in life. So let's say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God bless all of you. Take care.